Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty here in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question you want to have answered on the show, go to thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Join the referral network, email newsletter, and private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks. And get dialed in with our video content creation course called the Media Mayor Mastermind, where we'll teach you everything we have learned about shooting videos over the last seven plus years together in a nice tight little package so we can shortcut your learning curve to crushing it with video. Again, go to thewhistleway.com. If you enjoyed the show today, you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know, and also hit the subscribe button and notification bell so you get notified when we release future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review. It's greatly appreciated. Yes, please do. So we just got, we didn't really get back because it was here in San Diego, but the last, the end of last week, we did a event. Um, And I want you to talk a little bit about the event, but what I want to really focus on on today's podcast are what were some of your key takeaways? I have a couple of key takeaways that I want to include. Um, and what was, we did something that was very unique. Um, it was something I don't think I've ever seen at a real estate group or conference anyone do. Um, and it was really impactful for, I think, everyone in the room to look at things a little bit differently. So I want to tease that and we can talk about that at the end. Oh, cliffhanger. See? Um, But go ahead and talk a little bit about the event, what it was, where it was, who was there. And then I want to talk about some more key takeaways. For sure. So the room was full of our fast forward movement uh, generals. So fast forward movement is our group with inside EXP Realty. And then our generals are the people within our group that are doing a minimum of 50 million in production or 100 plus units. So some real slackers. Yeah, slackers for sure. Um, and then there were invited guests in the room as well who were kind of there just checking out what you know our group is all about, see if it was a fit for them. And so we had uh, 205 people there. So we had 100% capacity. I think it was one of the, the cooler venues uh, for a real estate conference. And we try to do our conferences a little different than you know, the traditional real estate conference, which is like this thing that starts at like eight or nine in the morning and goes to like five or six at night. And then by then your freaking brain is fried and you go have dinner and go to sleep or you have dinner and go out to a party and, and then you're fried the next day and try to do it all over again. And like, that's just not our style. So we kicked it off on a Wednesday night and we rented out this giant ship and did a sunset cruise with everybody just so people kind of get to know each other a little bit and um, you know, enjoy some food, some drinks, and we had amazing 80 plus degree weather in February. God, it was um, gorgeous. In San Diego. So we gorgeous. kicked it off with a fun little cruise to open it the first night. Um, next morning, we did a hike together and uh, hiked on the coast where hiked up the cliffs and then down the cliffs and finished on the beach and got to go for a nice little stroll on the beach on the way back, um, which was super cool. And then we That's kicked a good the, little hike, huh? Yeah, it's like it's not long, it's only a couple miles. Okay. It's pretty easy. Um, and then we kicked the event off at noon on uh, Thursday. So day two, but content kicked off at 12, went hard for five hours and, uh, we're done by five o'clock. So five hours total of content, uh, went to a little happy hour that we put on and then sent everybody out on the town to go and enjoy San Diego and, and go experience some amazing food and 
drinks and views and weather and go have dinner outside in February. Like, because you're probably not doing that in most of the country right now. And the thing that I like about this, I mean, we've, we've talked about it on podcasts over and over and over again. You go to these events, they're jam-packed full of stuff and you're, you're overwhelmed, you're overloaded. There's no time to stop and think and reflect. I really like how you broke this up to where five hours one day, five hours the right, night. We ended up, one. so Friday we went four hours in the morning and then we sent everybody out in the afternoon just to go ex- explore the city, go down to the beach and go see the seals or just cruise up the coast, whatever. And then we wrapped on Friday night with a sunset bonfire on the beach, Yeah, uh, which was really fun. Well, and it's great. Again, you, you fly to San Diego. I, I, I flew to, we do Dallas for Tom Ferry and we've done Vegas for Tom Ferry. And uh, even though I've been there, I don't feel like I've been there. You, you rarely know? get out of a hotel. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I remember my grandpa used to say like, I'm like, oh, have you been here? He goes, well, I've been to the airport there. That's kind of how I feel when I go to the, some of these conferences. Yeah. So building it around that is great. But also a time for you to kind of decompress before you have to jump into the next thing. But also you meet people there. Hey, let's let's talk. Let's hang out. Let's go grab dinner. And then you can either dive deeper on a subject, build that relationship better that you've maybe created online, but now you can solidify it in person. I thought it was a really cool event. Yeah, I mean, our goal is to make sure that there's more than just content. We want community as well. Mm, I like that. You like that? Yeah, we want everybody to get to know each other because there's so much value that happens, you know, outside of the the room that the event is actually held in. And so it was really cool to, you know, so many people got to meet so many people, right? People walked out of there with relationships where, you know, most of these events, it it goes till five o'clock and you're like hoping somebody like invites you to dinner. Otherwise, you're just like... I've seen people, it's so sad, at, at like a restaurant after a conference, sitting there all by themselves, like, and it's like, man, I feel bad for that person. But there, it was, you know, the environment wasn't created for there to be community. And so, you know, this was, it was so cool to see the, the amount of community that was created there. And, um, you know, so many people walking away with relationships. And it was just, it was a fun event, man. I had a blast. It was really great. Let's get into uh, let's get into the content of it. Yeah. What were some of your big takeaways? Obviously, you're hosting, so I know it's hard when you host to also sit down and listen as you're making sure the slides work, checking on the internet. You know, people are coming checking with like. There's a lot to do, and and taking photo. I took photos of the event. It's really hard to pay attention and do the same thing. But what were some of your your big takeaways? Yeah, I think um, John Glutch, who's from Arizona slash San Diego slash Las Vegas. It seems like a lot of our teams now are in many states. Um, you know, he had a really good presentation on how to get buyer offers accepted. And I think a lot of it was just about actually like sitting down, meeting with the buyer, setting the proper expectations. Because um, there's so much pressure today to just run and show houses and to never actually like educate people. And so many people have no idea what the hell they're getting themselves into, especially in a market that's as crazy as it is today, where you know, if it's listed at a million, it's going to sell. Like there's one I'm trying to buy right now. It was listed at a million and it's going to end up going for almost one three. Oh. Like I know that, right? I know that that's the market that we're in, but most people don't. They're but looking at that. But even if you know it, it still hurts. It still hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad when Correct. you expect it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's coming. It doesn't blindside you. So you got to sit down and really have a true consultation with a client. And now, Maybe that first, you know, meeting has to be the just go and show driveway kind of thing. But you got to, you know, help a buyer understand what they're getting into, figure out where they've been, where they want to go and and educate them on the process to get them there. And I really like that. I think a lot of people get um, worried about selling the 
their clients something that they may not want to hear. It's super competitive. We're going to have to offer over. You're going to have to maybe look for um, homes that are under your budget so that way you can make it up. Like there's a lot of things that you don't want to tell them because that's not sexy and they're not going to, oh, thank you for that great, it's not great news, right? Yeah. But they're going to find this shit out sooner rather than later. So if you can be the one to say, hey, let me help prep you. Let me help get your mind right. Let me help um, get us there. So that way when this happens, you're not blindsided. Because if if you let them go in at offer price right now and then they get blindsided, you're you're setting them them up for a disappointment. So he talks a lot about that and about being unique in your buyer presentation as well and what you can offer them. Um, He did a really good job. John's a great presenter. It's funny, the last time I saw him speak at that event, he completely changed my mind on how I view virtual assistants. Yeah. I remember he said a line, something along the lines of, they're still people, they just live somewhere else. He goes, do you think the people that live in your geographic area are smarter than the entire rest of the world? These are still people. And I'm like, oh, they are people. Yeah, he's got like 20 virtual assistants. And it's it, amazing. Once he said that, and he talked, he told a story about the virtual assistants, then I'm like, oh yeah, this is not... Just because their cost of living is less doesn't mean their intelligence is less. It's- yeah. Well, and we can hit on that. That was a takeaway too is Kenny Fast um, and Elias Estusto up in uh, in Oakland, right? Or we'll just call it the Bay Area or we'll just call it the world <laughs> at this point with the way they're taking it over. Um, you know, they have a lot of virtual assistants really helping support the agents. And that's a big part of the value proposition for them is that you've got this whole, you know, suite of, um, virtual assistants that are there to help and support you and, and help grow your business. And, you know, we've added, I don't know, what are we up to? Probably close to 10. a dozen. We're we'll have a dozen on. hopefully by the end of this week. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're coming up on a dozen and it's insane the talent level that you can find at the cost. It's, uh, it's, it's truly mind boggling. Just the talent level. Like take away the cost. I would pay my people much more like it's just they're amazingly talented i keep giving my guy projects and i'm like all right this will take you a year three weeks later he's like i'm done what now i'm like shit i don't know bro like that was supposed to take you all this time yeah so cool um one of the things that i wrote down as one of my takeaways is how open everyone was and i talked to a few of the people that were guests there and they're like this is unlike anything else literally you ask someone and they just tell you everything uh, John was a great example of that. Elias was a fantastic uh, example of that. Um, I mean, everyone that spoke was of just like, here's the playbook. This is exactly what I do. And I think John was even like, hey, I've got 30 minutes to talk. I have a, did this in a three-hour presentation. Text me. I'll send you the whole thing. Yep. Just like, I will send you everything I have. The level of openness, and when you can find that at events, when you can find that in communities, Again, that that's a sticking point. Like you don't want to leave. That you have a group of people that are. No one was like, well, t- you can pay for my course, or <laughs> or was like, well, I don't share that. Like everything was open, and it, that's really beautiful when you can find something like that. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, we had so many amazing speakers, like Lindsay Stevens up in um, in New York, going over like her accountability groups, like with her being a mom, you know, that struggle to balance mom and, and business owner together and how she built self uh, accountability groups where her agents hold themselves accountable. They're not 100% dependent on her, which was great. Elias talking about how they do the group coaching as opposed to like having to sit down one-on-one because as you scale, one-on-one just doesn't work. I mean, those guys are adding 50 agents in a month right now. They're at almost 300. So it was, 299. Yeah, it's it <laughs> cool to, it's just great to see that the, 
you know, Tina Call sharing the, I think what I liked with her down in North Carolina was talking about the community that she's built where they do a mastermind in person, um, which I don't know how well that scales, but in person every single week, every Friday, they've done it for, you know, 30 plus months now, um, like almost three years. But there's, there's so much power in that consistency and creating community um, that that's working out amazingly well for her too. Yeah. What, what are the other... What were some of your other ones? Um, what else? I think, um, you know, Colton Whitney, who's in Orange County, which soon to be Florida, um, you know, talking Dude, he about... he crushed it, by the way. He did great. He was so nervous. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> if he didn't say he was nervous, I wouldn't have known. He freaking crushed. Yeah. So his was great, you know, talking about the importance of getting out of production so that you can really build a business. Um, one of the sayings that, you know, I heard early on was you can't run a business from the car and I don't care if you're working with buyers or sellers, you're in the car and you got to get out of the car if you want to truly run a business. And so, you know, his story of how he was able to step back and start building, you know, a true business and putting the right people in the right seats and really building something epic, um, to where, you know, he's able to literally move across the country to be with his kid and still run a business on the other side of the country is, is super cool to see. Yeah, and I think that was um, one of the things that I I heard over and over was people just kind of taking that leap of faith, listening to what they've heard over and over again. And I wrote the word fast, but I think the other word is implementation. Um, my big thing that I'm getting out of it is trying to say, you know what, let's just fucking go. And I know you've told me this for years and years and years. I have a problem with making sure I want it to be perfect before I launch it. You have the problem of launching it and then figuring out what it's going to be called or what it's going to look like. Is this boat going to float? I don't know. Let's just push it out and see. I don't even think at that point you're like, uh, put some shit together and put it in the water. And I'm like, Is that, that's called a boat. And you're like, sure, fuck it, let's go. So I'm going to, I'm definitely uh, being focused and intentional about being fast and implementing and moving forward and uh, being okay with things that fuck up and say, okay, well, this is how I can make it better. So something I'm going to work on. It's, not comfortable for me, but uh, fuck it, let's go. Well, I think the thing that you touched on, right, is people taking these like leaps of faith, but they're not leaps of faith, right? Like the, the name of the group is Fast Forward, and the reason we came up with that name is that, and Malcolm Glazer won the uh, Super Bowl a year ago with the Buccaneers, said if you want to know the road ahead, ask somebody who's been there before, right? And he was referring to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady took them to a Super Bowl. And that's what this group is, is ask somebody who's been there before, right? Like no matter what it is that you're running into in your business, somebody in this group has run into it before and they can tell you what the road is like ahead. Either the path they took was good or bad. Yeah. Either do this or do not do this. Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing too, is people were sharing a lot of their, their vulnerabilities and where they've screwed up too, mm -hmm. which I think sometimes we learn more from our screw ups than, than from our successes. So it was really cool to, to hear from people, you know, what's working and, Colton was a great example of that, right? Like he wanted to hire this badass sales manager to help recruit and train agents, and he was terrified to do it. But this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like, you know, we told our story with with the hire that we made, and Dan told the story with his hire that he made and how we structured it. And he was like, Well, you guys have done it. Like, fuck it, let's go. But he probably wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for people having been there and done that before but because other people had taken that leap of faith he felt more comfortable and it's kind of like sitting on the bridge and to jump in and like who's going to jump in first and see if it's deep enough and somebody else jumps in and now you're like well he or she made it like 
okay, I'll jump in. And then eventually Colton's like, well, they both jumped in and they're fine. I'm going to jump in, right? And like, that's... That's literally what it's like. But if you would necessarily you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Yes. If two more people did it before <laughs> me and they were fine, I'm much more likely to take the jump. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was in that scenario and, and now he's, you know, building a business that's going to allow him to, to work remotely if he wants to, which is super cool because he doesn't have to be there physically. He's not running around in the car, hanging lock boxes and shoving signs in yards. So I've got one more and then I want you to do one more before we talk about the the thing that we've done okay. or that you did that was really awesome. Um, I learned, obviously we talk a lot about video. We do a lot of video. Um, I've learned that a lot of times, so one, video is extremely powerful. We know this, but it's cool to see it again. But also that analytics aren't everything, right? We, we track our analytics for a lot of, most of the things we do, uh, the things that matter we track. And sometimes it can get a little discouraging when you see it kind of plateau out. Again, there was 200 people there. I think 15 people probably came up to me and say, oh, I know who you are. I've seen your podcast or I listen to your podcast every week. Like 15 people out of the 200 people came up to me to say that, which I know more people have watched it. Um, but like if that many people have come up to me, it was just kind of mind-blowing. And it was it was a great ego push, you know, like that was that was nice. But it was good to see that. But they weren't like to see that they watched it, that they appreciated it. To the point where they wanted to say something about it. So, and the fact that they literally knew me, they're like, "Oh, I know you." And so, when they asked a question, literally, there was a couple times during the break, someone was like, "Hey, what would you do for this?" And I told them, they're like writing notes. I'm like, "How how do you know me at all to know that this is bullshit or not?" But it's because they watched the video, listened to the podcast, and we built that relationship for the first time. It, it was pretty cool. Definitely. Um, and I think the last one I'll leave you with is just the um, Mark Z from Detroit, Michigan talking about what to do with your money because this is an industry where you have an opportunity to make a lot of it but if we don't understand how to invest it you know we're just pissing money away we're either pissing it away to taxes or you know to stupid things and so we talked about buying syndicated you know investment deals and the tax benefits of that the wealth benefits the leverage all of that so i thought that was really cool to learn about that obviously you know i bought into three different syndicated deals last year and i'll probably do you know, half a dozen this year. And it it's a, a really cool opportunity to get into some of these, you know, massive buildings or I bought a, even a trailer park. Um, it allows you to use economies of scale and, you know, pool money together with other people to get into some really big opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. And the thing that really was interesting to me, the, the one point from his talk that really kind of blew me away was obviously he looks for areas all over, all across the country where the numbers make sense. And he was talking about, Typically, the lower income households, the lower income uh, properties are the ones that do the best. They have the lower turnover rate. You have people that are in there for a long, long time. You have, and so a lot of times people think, you know, low income, I don't want to deal with that. There's negative connotation with low income, but he seems to really like it. You have low turnover, uh, good long term tenants. And I mean, true, there's going to be people that are going to mess up your unit, but that's, doesn't matter how much money you have you can be an asshole in any, in any with any amount of money but uh he said that because i was thinking oh you probably want higher end properties but he's like no and so it made a lot of sense and just that one little point i'm like oh that makes sense why there's things like trailer parks and these these apartments so cool um i do want to put you on the spot and i think you actually bid on someone if you could have one person from the event that spoke to come speak to our team who would you have 
Well, it's the person that I paid four thousand dollars for. <laughs> I was going to say I, I didn't remember if you you earned them or if you you won them. Won them? Oh, I was the highest bidder for Tina Call. Yeah. Yes, yes, you said something different there <laughs> before. Yes, so yeah, so that, that's really exciting. Yeah. So talk a little bit. This leads in perfectly to our our final point. Talk to a little bit about who you paid four thousand dollars to, and why, and and that whole that whole story. Yeah, so just like we talked about, you you make all this money, what do you do with it? Um, part of it, you got to be smart and invest it, right? For for yourself, for your family, all of that. But we're so damn lucky, man. I mean, our company is going to do thirteen plus million dollars in GCI this year. We did nine million dollars last year. Like that's crazy money. Like that's so much freaking money. And and here we are that we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and and you know we're figuring out, oh, where are we going to go out to dinner tonight? And what kind of food do we want? Like all this stuff. Like we're so damn fortunate. Well, meanwhile, there's 50 million people in the United States, in America, that aren't going to eat tonight. And that's pretty crazy to think about. 50 million people in America struggle with hunger and food insecurity. And uh, we're, we're just so blessed. I mean, in that room, we ran the numbers. There was about $250 million worth of commissions in that room. And we saw an opportunity to, you know, do some good in that room because we had so many amazing people in there. We wanted to do something to give back. And so um, we built a relationship with Feeding America, um, which the thing I love about them is they've gone out and built a lot of amazing partnerships with different corporations and food banks and pantries all around the country to where they're able to take a single dollar donation and through all of those partnerships and relationships, turn that into 10 meals which is amazing how far they can make a dollar go. And we saw an opportunity, you know, to, to partner with them to help feed some of these 50 million people who are struggling. And so um, we started out the event, our opening speaker, John Pugh out of Orange County, talking about, you know, impact. And um, within the first 30 minutes of the event, we had raised $80,000, um, which would provide 800,000 meals. And what and, was the goal? Uh, goal was one million meals. So just in the first thirty minutes, we had hit eight hundred thousand meals um, in thirty minutes of the event, which was truly amazing. And then um, what we started to do is auction off the speakers in exchange for donations. And so for the rest of the event, we auctioned off time with our speakers in exchange for the highest donation, in which they donated their time for. Yes, I so mean, the speakers were donating their time and, and their people were donating a money. Plus an hour. Yes. And so it's it's not like you're hiring some kid off of out of McDonald's to to do things. These are high the highest level sp- people in the highest level room. Yeah. Yes. So they're donating their time and people are bidding on yeah. Yeah, and so I mean we, you know, every single person there, you know, was raised at least $1500. I think the highest was 8002 people paid it for a total mm-hmm. of 16000. Um, and so by the time all was said and done after the two days, uh, we raised $209,750, which is north of 2 million meals. So we smoked the 1 million goal and we more than doubled it. And literally in two days, that group came together to feed 2 million plus people. It was really amazing. Like people did it cause they wanted to, it, it was I mean, yeah, they got time with speakers, which is cool. But before we even started auctioning off, it was we almost hit a, a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. it, that was it was really inspiring. It was really great to see people give back. And 
And yeah, cool, you could use it for marketing, but the and John Pugh talked about that a little bit about like, look, yeah, it's great. You want you want to be known as the the team, the real estate agent that gives back, but really you do it because it needs to be done. Yeah. Like whose job is it? We can't rely on the government alone to do everything. It's it's can't rely on them to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I'm being gentle and, and Kyle does his thing. But anyway, uh uh you know, it was really cool to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have been more proud to to see just the level of giving. I mean, nobody was hesitating. It wasn't like we were having to pry the money out of people. Like, everybody was willingly giving. I think um, if we had better Wi-Fi, we might have hit three. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for the group and, and all the giving that occurred in there. And, um, you know, we the number one uh, donating team in America with Feeding America right now, which is super cool. Um, so really, really proud of Fast Forward Movement and what, what happened this past week. So we obviously did this now. When is the plan for the next one? We're doing two per year. So the next cool. one will be in Q3 and probably going to be in the Carolina somewhere. Okay. So if if this sounds like something that you're interested in and you can fit the qualifications, you got plenty of time to to talk to Kyle and figure it out. but uh... And if you're not there yet, again, this room's 50 million or 100 plus units. If you're not there, but you're close or you're on trajectory to get there, like, let's talk. Okay, cool. I like it. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to get into our whistle widget of the week. But before we do, uh, if you enjoying the content today, make sure to hit that thumbs up button on YouTube and the uh, subscribe button and little notification bell so you get notified when we drop a new episode. Also, hit the... Uh, review button if you're listening on a podcast platform write a little review about the show and, and what you're getting out of it if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show you can always go to thewhistleway.com ask us questions subscribe to the podcast and youtube channel join our referral network email newsletter and private facebook group and lastly get dialed in with our video content creation course called media mayor mastermind all of that at thewhistleway.com uh, so the way we like to wrap up the show is to share something with you we call the whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got first, Brian? So mine is something that I've been wanting to share for a while and finally get to. And it, we just bought a new machine to be able to create binders um, on the fly. And so we have a little uh, binder here. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can obviously see it. If you're listening on the podcast, go check it out on YouTube. But it's a, a hard um, a hard bound binder that we have papers in. God, this is really selling this. Anyways, the, a book. A book. Yes. Also known as a book, a hard cover book. Anyways, the we looked at a couple different um, devices to kind of create this and we found the Unibind 8.2 thermal binding machine. So what it does is you buy these um, hard covers and you put your papers in it, you put this in the machine, it heats it up, it crimps it, it cools it down, um, and that way you can make really nice presentation materials um, very easily. Uh, also, one thing to add is the paper that we use, uh, we use the 100, I think it's a 100 pound silk text, I don't know what it means, but if you're looking to do something like this, that was the paper, I did about 10 different samples, um, and that was the my favorite one for to be able to put it in the binder and have a nice quality texture to it while still being able to fold it over. So the Unibinder 8.2 thermal binding machine um, and the 
100 pound silk text is what we use to make some of our books. Cool. Uh, the one that I got is uh, ties into Instagram Reels, which is something that we're really geeking out on right now. The traction that you can get on them is absurd. Um, and so we've been doing a lot of them. And so what was cool, this event that we just did this last week, just kind of throughout the event, there were times where you either grab photos with people or shot short little video clips, whether we're out on the boat or hiking, whatever. Um, and then when you're done, you can just go into, inst go into your Instagram, hit reel, um, and down in the bottom left corner, there's a little image button with the, the blue plus symbol. And then you can just go and grab all those clips. And as soon as you grab them all, and it will now attach a song to those clips and it's smart enough to have the music go along with the photos and the videos as though you were like this professional producer that you like sequence the timing of the photos changing with the music like it's freaking mind-boggling how good it is um, so within reels just go to create a new reel down in the bottom corner hit the little plus button um, grab you know i think it'll let you take 10 images or videos and it will put them into a short form reel for you. And it syncs up the photos and videos with the music. And it uses trending music, which helps you rank even higher on Instagram. Um, so check that out. I was really uh, mind blown by how good it was. So uh, that is my widget of the week. With that said, I'm Kyle Whistle, EXP Realty in San Diego. Hope you got a ton of value out of the show today. We'll see you next week. See you guys.